I'm super, super excited. Myself and Jay Shearer from the Story Geeks podcast have put together what we think is a really fun show about Jeff Goldblum. We'll be talking about his movies, hypothetical situations, his life, how he progressed as an artist over the decades, so much more. And we're going to be analyzing his movies, watching his movies week to week, and hopefully along the way, we get in a few good laughs. Also, if you love the show, share it uh, using the hashtag goldblooming, and feel free to use the hashtag goldblooming uh, to send us your thoughts or quotes you love, maybe some fun pictures of Jeff Goldblum, whatever you want to do, we'd love to hear from you. And before we jump into this show, just want to let you know that we're sponsored by Stitcher Premium. Uh, Stitcher Premium it's typically $5 a month. It's a great way to listen to podcasts because not only do you get a lot of the free shows like ours, but you also get some great exclusives like interviews with Katie Couric, special episodes of Missing Richard Simmons. That's actually my personal favorite podcast ever and Marvel's Wolverine the Long Night. So use the code 1901-1901 and you'll get a month-long trial. Check out all the exclusives if you don't want to keep it, that's totally cool. Uh, but using our code helps fund future content for Network 1901. And we think that uh, in getting something cool for ourselves and, and you guys helping us, that you should get something cool in return. So uh, a full month of Stitcher Premium. Uh, just check out the show notes to this episode uh, over at network1901.com slash goldblooming. And you'll be able to click on the link there to sign up for Stitcher Premium. Uh, but okay, uh, here's that moment. Here's the big moment, episode one of Gold Blooming. Uh, so this is the first episode of of Gold Blooming. But before we get into uh, talking about Jeff Goldblum, I do want to at least acknowledge the fact that I'm normally a 1901 host, so this is kind of normal, but Jay isn't a Network 1901 host. He's actually the host from Story Geeks. Uh, so before we get into that, can I just like get a quick like bio of Jay Shearer and, <laughs> and Story Geeks? Absolutely, man. Uh, I am the co-host of the Story Geeks podcast been podcasting for like i don't know a year and a half now and i really enjoy it love doing it we all we talk about we break down geek stories into the deepest questions we can possibly think of we have top 10 rankings we have or we hash it out over what should be first so it's all over the place but we just have a ton of fun well what's great about this show is that it is somewhat kind of similar to story geeks where you guys break down and analyze geeky movies but instead we're gonna break down and analyze the life and career of jeff goldblum so it's kind of the same but it's kind of different uh so i'm excited to like host something uh, typically i'm like the guy that does like more journalistic social issues <laughs> and this is just kind of like i'm smiling because this is just fun this, this is, is just super fun, fun man yeah it's awesome uh so we're gonna go through a, in total for the show we're gonna go through nine movies but we're gonna be talking really about uh, you know, his entire career. And so, like, when we talk about movies, we'll kind of go through a synopsis of some other movies that we maybe didn't hit on, sure. you know, throughout. But uh, we've kind of pinpointed a few movies here. Before we kind of jump into the movies that we're going to be covering, I kind of want to ask you about uh, your perception of who Jeff Goldblum is, really before we even, like, touch any of these films. Like, who he is to you and, like, what is your first 
I guess not. You wouldn't be interacting with Jeff Goldblum, right? <laughs> but like, what was your first like memory of seeing like a Jeff Goldblum movie or on TV or whatever? Oh man, that's a really good question. I have to assume I don't remember. I don't remember thinking like, oh, this is the first time I've ever seen Jeff Goldblum. But if I was going to assume what it was, it would have been Jurassic Park. Like that was probably my first exposure to Jeff Goldblum. The guy is so compelling as an actor. Like you can't take if he's on the screen, even if he's in the background, like you're like, Hey, what is that guy doing? <laughs> like at every point <laughs> yeah. in time, right? Yeah. He's so fascinating. He's just such an interesting person. One of the things I often talk about when I talk about celebrity is that there are these people that like you walk in the room and you're instantly like, what is that person doing? It's not, they're not necessarily more attractive than anybody else in the room, but there's something about them that you're like, I don't know what they're going to do next. And I have to watch them. You right. know? Yeah. He's just like that. He's a quintessential. Which is interesting because he's one of the few celebrities that I can think of that knows that he's a meme and like fully embraces the fact that like he's Jeff Goldblum and people want to talk to him just because he's Jeff Goldblum. Like, <laughs> like it doesn't matter if he's promoting a movie. It doesn't matter if he's promoting his band, whatever the case may be. He'll gladly show up in a room and just talk about himself because that's what people want to talk about. Yeah. And it, it, it almost has this like... uh he doesn't feel like one of those actors where every time you see him, he's a different person. It feels like he's Jeff Goldblum every time you see him in a yes, movie, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> Which is kind of awesome because he's such a... But he's so compelling in those films that you're like, you could pick, you could pick, we could pick movies right now that were like, I wish Jeff Goldblum was in that movie. It'd make it instantly better, right? Yes. So. And I feel like the exact same way, like if you took Jeff Goldblum out of the movies that we're going to be covering... They're not nearly as good. No, no way. Yeah. No I'm way. Like I don't I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know what it is. There's like a charm to the man that I cannot replicate. And um my first experience is the same, uh Jurassic Park. Yep. And Dr. Ian Malcolm was my favorite character. I didn't I don't know why. Yeah. Like Sam Neill is definitely the main character of that film. You've got like a real strong um uh like feminist role model in this yep. film. Uh you've got this like really fun kind of older man that's like this like scientific <laughs> genius right yep. and then you've got like a half shirtless <laughs> Jeff Goldblum and like it's the one scene that like a lot of people remember and like it's really interesting so going through all these movies will be fun and seeing like not only how the movies play out but how Jeff Goldblum plays out in those movies and how his acting career has evolved because I, I know we've already watched the first movie in that movie Jeff Goldblum is not aware that he is going to ever be the Jeff Goldblum that we all like know and love he's just playing uh, he's just an actor in a right, movie right, but right. now he like going you know the latest film before uh, this series ends his latest film is Thor Ragnarok and man you can just tell he had so much fun oh, yeah. being Jeff Goldblum that's right as an alien. <laughs> I mean, most of the time you have like, like, let's just take Thor, right? Like Chris Hemsworth. None of us would be like, that's Chris Hemsworth, right? Sure. We're yeah. all like, well, that's Thor. Like it's Chris. Yeah, sure. It's Chris Hemsworth, but like he's playing Thor. When you see <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, I don't even remember the name of his character. You're like, that's just getting Jeff Goldblum. Like, yeah. <laughs> and whatever awesome. his character is, that character is playing Jeff Goldblum. You know, like to me, like that's, <laughs> that's exactly right. it's Jeff Goldblum playing a character playing Jeff Goldblum. Exactly. Exactly. And I think like, you know, maybe our end goal to this series and, and it's quite possible. Maybe not. We're just throwing it out there, but we may be able to get 
Jeff Goldblum as a guest at the end of the series. That's kind of a goal. Yeah, why here. not? Like, I kind of feel like it'd be interesting to just talk to him because I do kind of feel like he, in interviews or in any kind of media thing, he does kind of play the character of Jeff Goldblum over just playing himself. Yeah. And people like that. But it would be interesting to kind of know the man behind the, you know, the character totally. putting up the force field. And, like, there's so many things going into this show that I didn't know about until we started to, I started to do a little research and we started to kind of put together episodes. Um, we found out that he does play uh, in a jazz band. And in fact, in most interviews that he does now, um, he, he does not make it quiet. It's a mm. free show that you can go see every Wednesday night, as long as he's in town, uh, every Wednesday night at the Rockwell in Los Angeles. So if you're in the Los Angeles area, you want to meet Jeff Goldblum, there's your chance. And it's free. And it's free. And I wow. think that's cool. I mean, like, it's a two drink minimum, like any kind of comedy bar, or jazz sure, club sure. or something like that. But it's a free show to go to. He just literally wants to play music. Right. That's like his whole goal. It's not the fact that he wants to make money off of it. I wonder what, I wonder if he's playing Jeff Goldblum playing Jeff Goldblum as he's playing the piano. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he might be. Yeah. We'll see. We'll, we'll see eventually here. Uh, also, his first spoken dialogue in any film he was a kind of a uh extra in a lot of films he was an extra in death wish that was his first ever film oh no way his first like actual line was in the woody allen film annie hall and uh he has a pet poodle uh that he's named woody allen (laughs) that's awesome and he snuggles woody (laughs) allen in bed uh all the time it's like one of his favorite things to do (laughs) that's great why so, not? Why not? He's so, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Okay. So that's the thing. He's he's silly. Like, and that kind of allows the show here to be silly. But like the fact that you would name your dog Woody Allen and like snuggle him and then talk about him in interviews in public that like you snuggle your dog Woody Allen. <laughs> <laughs> it's so. It's such a. Uh, what, what's the right word? Like when you think of like I don't know words like eclectic or when you think of words like uh, eccentric. Yeah, yeah. It's like, that's Jeff Goldblum, like, right there. Perfect description. Because he's not a normal human being. (laughs) Doesn't seem like it. (laughs) You know, like, uh, but, like, I mean, what is normal? I can't, you know, like, that's not a a knock on him. But, like, he is his own human. He's really interesting. He has his own tastes, his own likes. And he's not afraid just to kind of be himself. He doesn't need to be part of a crowd. And I think people kind of admire him for that. Like, he can just be skinny, 6'4", (laughs) <laughs> Jewish man walking around Los Angeles with a pet poodle named Woody Allen and like playing jazz on Wednesday nights and, and then a cool pair of glasses. Cool pair of glasses. Always has a cool pair of glasses. I was I was recently listening to an interview and they said, uh, you know, how many pairs of glasses do you own? Oh, you know, really? Because he's actually really into fashion oh, okay. as well. Uh, and so he said, you know, I used to have tons of glasses, but he's of this mindset now. Uh, of being more of a minimalist of like if you don't if you don't wear it or if you don't use it get rid of it because it's just clutter that's awesome uh so he's currently down to four pairs of glasses (laughs) that's cool but like he he's (laughs) he has like a whole closet walk-in closet like that is just his own that's crazy that's cool yeah i dig that yeah i mean great why not Yeah, yeah 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 um i i do have to say too so the first movie they ever saw from him was Jurassic Park. And I think because you and I are, are kind of mid-30s, we're going to approach this in a way that maybe some people who are older might remember 
him more from the fly right the fly is kind of like his yeah. biggest role that he mm-hmm. was ever in uh at least the leading role like even jurassic park he's not necessarily the lead right we're going to actually be going through his entire catalog of, of movies and television uh, but we're selecting nine films to kind of highlight here one of them will be the fly but you and i've never seen it no, no and never so seen it. we'll kind of go through each week and talk about them and uh, we'll de- we'll definitely eventually talk about Jurassic Park. But are there any movies that you're like excited about talking about? Well, okay, so it's interesting. I was um I was not excited. Well, okay, I was excited about talking about The Big Chill. Yeah, because The Big Chill is a Lawrence um, Kasdan film, and I love Lawrence Kasdan. Yeah. And he, I mean, he's the one that wrote Empire Strikes Back. Uh, he wrote Raiders of the Lost Ark. He um, he and his son wrote the new solo movie that's coming out. So. I was really excited to see that. Then I watched it. I have some thoughts about it. And now I'm really excited to talk about it. <laughs> so there's that. I think that that's cool. But so, so I think I'm going to be exposed to a lot of movies that I either haven't seen in a really long time or I haven't seen at all. And I'm looking forward to that part of it. Cause on the Story Geeks podcast, all we could talk about is geek films. So like Jurassic Park is a perfect film for us to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. So we just, we, and, but like, I don't get a chance to talk about other types of films as much, but as a writer, I love talking about all kinds of films. So I'm so yes. just to talk about some of those other films. And I think like the big chill is definitely one of those films that we would never talk about on the story geeks podcast, but it's fantastic to talk about in the context of Jeff Goldblum and his role and his career. And then everything that's going on there. I don't know. What are some of the ones you're looking forward to? Uh, I'm really looking forward to, and we're not we're not we're not actually going to be like doing kind of a full evaluation on this film. Yeah. Um, but I do want to talk about at some point Buckaroo Buckaroo Bonsai. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because it's just weird, man. Like, for being a film that was, uh, you know, from the 1980s, maybe it'll be something that we talk about in the Big Chill too. Like that, the 1980s were very much kind of a time about consumerism oh yeah and the big chill is like the exact opposite about that but buckaroo bonsai is like take what you think you know about sci-fi like that kind of tron sci-fi and then take like that peewee herman kind of like (laughs) silliness and just combine it and like take everything you know about life and throw it out the window (laughs) like (laughs) it's such a strange film but i do love it like i think it's such an interesting uh it's such an interesting film, but I'm actually excited to go into some of the films like like Jurassic Park that I haven't watched in a long time. Oh yeah, and look at it through the eyes of like just one actor. Or um, we're eventually going to touch on uh, the Life Aquatic. Yeah, and that's such like I love that film, but I haven't seen it probably since it came out. Totally. So I'm excited to go through and and check that out. There's so many of his movies that if you know he's in it, you know that it's worth. It's going to be interesting to watch him in the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. like, oh, I like that. That movie is probably not even a movie I will like, but <laughs> I'll like watching him, you know? Yeah, right. So. Well, and that's kind of, I don't know if you went into that mindset with The Big Chill, which is which will be a first movie. I was just kind of like, I've heard about this movie, uh, you know, Jeff Goldblum's in it. So maybe, you know, because of him, I'll like it. But like, he was one of several reasons that I loved this film. Uh, but we'll get into that in the next episode. Uh, but is there anything else that you're thinking about for this show in general for the next, you know, couple of weeks that we're doing this that you're saying, like, I, I'm really wanting to kind of dive into this and I'm interested in doing this? 
One of the things I'm really interested in diving into is he has a persona oftentimes in the film. Because we talked about this, like Jeff Goldblum is playing the character Jeff Goldblum. And in almost all of those characters, he's sort of this like, um, he's always trying to hook up with somebody, (laughs) with some woman in the films that he's in. That's true. And in like, I'm curious as, as to how that relates and how that plays in today's environment with the Me Too movement and all of those things. Sure. Like, it seems really innocent in all the films that he's in, but I'm wondering if that's a changing dynamic. And obviously, we're two dudes talking about this, so that's yeah, one perspective. Yeah, exactly. But we'll have to get comments from people. Like, we'll have to get, like, they'll write into Network 1901 and, like, let us know your thoughts, especially from a female perspective. Like, how does that play in today's marketplace does it play as like this dude's one of these creepy hollywood dudes or does it play as like no 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 like he never he never oversteps his boundaries so to speak right sure i think that's be an interesting thing to explore because it's so prevalent in so many of his roles yes it is and that's the funny thing i okay so first of all jeff goldblum has become more handsome as time has gone on (laughs) i don't know why what he does but like you know, having seen the big chill now and being like, okay, he's kind of like a lanky, strange lad. Like if he was <laughs> like that movie's about you know being thirty something. But if he was in his teens, in you know at that time period, he would look like a character from Freaks and Geeks. Yes, like he yes. just kind of looks like that. But like now, as like a sixty something year old man, he looks like refined. He looks kind of like charming, uh, eccentric for yep, sure. Yep, but yep. like he's somebody who you could sit down with and be like. This guy seems nice. Like, and even if he like threw, you know, a, uh, a gesture at you, you that you might think like, well, he's overstepping his boundaries here a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that he would ever come off as like aggressive in any in any manner. Right. As, as just a, as just the human being, I don't know like if any of these roles yeah. that he's going to play will will do that. But I think it's just being Jeff Goldblum. He just kind of feels like uh, he'd never overstep boundaries. Or if he did, he didn't mean to do that. It was never intentional. Right. He'd never be aggressive about There's a certain like amount that. of like, just let's just take it to the extreme and take it to like the Harvey Weinstein, right? There's yeah. nothing charming about Harvey Weinstein. No. Dude is super <laughs> gross, right? Like, yeah. But Jeff Goldblum, on the other hand, is very charming. Absolutely. And and he's not he's not a guy that looks like he's aggressive. He's tall, but like you said, he's lanky. Like he doesn't look like he's being gonna be aggressive. Yeah. Even when he has his shirt unbuttoned all the <laughs> yeah. way. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, that's just eccentric. It doesn't seem creepy. But um yeah, he just seems like a friendly, like cool guy. There, there's this thing about his style. There's a thing about style in general, I think, that when you're younger and you're trying to be really like in style and you're trying to be like on trend and you're trying to do all this stuff, you can be seen as almost like pretentious. Sure. You know, we can we can view people like, oh man, that person's like super into themselves, right? But all of a sudden when you're sixty, it's like, no, that guy's just cool, man. Like yeah, he's yeah. just he's just like doing cool things with his clothes and like he looks good. And I think there's this there's this transition of aging where you go through so many different phases. And we're gonna go through all those phases with Jeff, by yeah, the way. Absolutely. Which is awesome. Yeah. So we'll get a chance to see him in different contexts and see how that fits the time period and how it fits him and that'll be fun. Uh- so he showed up to the, I don't know if you saw pictures from the Thor Ragnarok, like, premiere. I didn't, no. Okay, so, you know, uh, you've got Chris Hemsworth, again, a uh, guy that's kind of younger, has to look a little trendy. He wears, yeah. like, the classic black suit, you know, sure. uh, black tie. And you've got kind of all these other people who are showing up that are not really, like, 
eccentric, right? Except for Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> he shows up in a silver glittery tuxedo. Yes, like running down, uh, you know, high fiving people and stuff. Like there's just something where it's like, if he showed up to my house today wearing that tuxedo. I would think no differently of him. Like, I know the right. package I'm getting. Exactly. So, exactly. yeah, sure. You'd be like, hey, man, you want to have a beer? And you'd be like, yeah, let's do it. And you'd yep. be like, cool. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, we'll have a beer. We'll... <laughs> like, everyone else around him is like in, you know, rags. And he's just in like a nice silver glittery tuxedo. But if he showed up at your house in like a bathrobe and slippers and was like, hey, guys, can I use your shower? You'd be like, sure, man. <laughs> yeah, <of course. laughs> Why not? And I would think, no, like, if he pulled out a rubber ducky from his robe and was like, I always bring a rubber ducky with me to the shower. I would, again, I would be like, yeah, it's Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, it's I would right. think no different. I think that the little rubber ducky would probably also have a silver tuxedo. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you went like the extra step. I enjoy that. That's Appreciate right. That's right. Uh, so one of the things that we're going to do on the show every single week, and I don't know if maybe you'll want to throw a hypothetical at me. I'll throw a, hypo- a hypothetical at you. But one of the, the segments we're going to end the show every week with was uh wwjbd it's hard to think that because you know (laughs) like wwjd makes sense and like i've heard it for so long but it's wwjbd uh what would jeff goldblum do right so we're putting him in hypothetical situations (laughs) and just assuming what he would do (laughs) right uh so i'm gonna throw a hypothetical at you okay uh so he is uh walking into a bank and he notices uh, a man is holding a gun to a teller and there's another bank robber uh behind the counter that has the manager you know leading him to like the vault that's in the back and he's just walked into the bank okay what does jeff goldblum do (laughs) what does jeff goldblum do in this scenario i think okay so here's what i would picture here's exactly what i would picture jeff goldblum doing and by the way i don't think i have a jeff goldblum impersonation so if i start to do this on podcast i don't know how it's gonna come out sure yeah but i think jeff goldblum walks in he puts both hands in his pockets and goes, "Well, this is a situation." And he walks up to one of the he walks up to one of the guys and goes, "Are you sure you want to do this with your life? This is not the best way to treat your life." And then he's gonna probably and then he's probably gonna go, "What kind of gun do you have there? Uh, what kind of gun is that?" And he'd probably examine the gun a little bit. And like, That's very nice, but you know, this is not a way to use that gun. <laughs> and I think that what he'll do is he will basically disarm them by having a conversation with them about right. what's going on. And they're gonna be like, "You know what, Jeff? You're totally right. We don't want to do this." And they're gonna put their guns away and just leave the bank, <laughs> <laughs> like walk away with a good story. They're like, "I mean, we were trying to rob a bank, but..." I mean, we met Jeff Goldblum, so <laughs> exactly great day. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And now we need to do something else with our lives. Like we can't right. rob banks. Yeah. yeah. By the way, uh, we better move <laughs> to a different country because the cops are on our tail now. <laughs> exactly. What did you think he would do? You know, I actually, I actually proposed this to my wife Angie, and she almost said the exact same thing. She said he would be the person that would definitely talk them down out of the situation. Yep. But you saying that, I'm thinking like, would he be like? Someone who I don't think he would collect guns, but he would just be somebody who would like go to like an antique road show and just like pick up on things people like about antique gun collecting. Yep. And he would just like know things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but wouldn't collect them, but he would just know things. So I I like that answer for you. Uh, I think that if in my eyes, Jeff Goldblum would walk into the bank and he would go, oh, okay, uh, yeah, and then he would, you know, call the police. And while he was calling the police, he would just stand outside, 
calmly, and anybody who else was entering the bank, he would just go, you know, uh, you, uh, you don't want to go on that today. You just, uh, you're going to want to find a different branch. If you want to, if, uh, let me point you, and like, he would look up several branches and be like, you're going to want to go to like the, you know, the, the Brea ban- branch. You're not going to want to be in the, in the LA branch. Like, uh, Burbank, there's a nice branch there. Uh, you can open an account there. They'll give you $40 if you open the account. It's well worth it. You don't want to go into this branch, today, you know? And they'd be like, why? And then he'd be like, I just, you don't. They're, they're going through some stuff. You just don't want to be there. <laughs> it's a long line. Yeah, it's a long line. It's a long line. I, just don't I think can let you know. <laughs> as Jeff Goldblum as an authority figure, I can let you know that this, you'd rather That's go right. to a different branch. That's right. I think he also, like you said, if he's going to call the police, I think before he calls the police, he calls like Postmates and or like <laughs> orders like Chinese food. Hey, who wants Chinese food here? Do you guys want Chinese food? I'm going to yeah, order yeah. some Chinese. It looks yeah. like we're going to be here for a while. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I think that if he ordered Chinese, I feel like he's, uh, I feel like he's really into like spicy, exotic kind of foods. He just kind of seems like that guy to me. Yeah. And so I feel like if he were to call uh, a Chinese restaurant, he would probably get like some kind of spicy, like beef and broccoli. Oh yeah, guaranteed. Yeah, that's and like if they could, they wouldn't deliver wine because obviously they're a restaurant. But he would ask, you know, like if they <laughs> delivered like a like a nice uh, bottle of wine to go with it. Yeah. 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 He'd be like talking to them about the wine choices that they have. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, we have Pinot. He's like, ah, no, I feel more like a cab sav, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I think that that's I think that's a good start to to the show so far. I think it's actually like a, uh, we could actually write that movie. <laughs> <laughs> we maybe should actually. Jeff Goldblum and a bank robbery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a great uh, a great way to go. Uh, well, let me go through the list of films here and don't worry if you can't remember all these films you don't have to write them down but uh, we're going to go through all of these films for the next nine weeks we're going to be talking about them one by one so we'll talk about the film in depth kind of an analysis of the film but we'll talk about an analysis of his performance in that film uh and kind of his maybe his mindset look you know we were kind of saying look at the fashion sense that he went through over time the character development that he went through over time and his acting skills as they develop as well and i understand that he is an actor who started in the 70s and he did have some big roles before our first film but i think uh, for the benefit of not having too many really really old films we needed to have a good balance of them. So we started, uh, we're going chronologically here. So we're starting next week with 1983's The Big Chill, which is like a kind of a dark comedy. I would consider it that. Uh, yeah. It's not really like overly comedic, but it is a drama dark comedy about uh, eight friends who meet up at uh, one of their friends has committed suicide. And so they spend a weekend together uh, after over a decade of not having seen each other. Yep. Uh, then we're also going to do uh, Transylvania 6 5000, which came out in 1985. That film is definitely over-the-top, goofy comedy. Uh, Transylvania, of course, so it's you know based on horror vampire lore. Uh, then we've got 1986's The Fly. Again, we have not seen this film, but it is classic Jeff Goldblum, science fiction Jeff Goldblum. Kind of the things that we all uh, love and like about Jeff Goldblum. It's, uh, he is like a scientist also that's not that's something that he's always in films i don't know why people <laughs> peg him for like the scientist yeah what is it it's like it's like must be the glasses you know what though he's like the 
antithesis of what you would expect a scientist to be. Right. A little mad, a little yeah. knowledgeable. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll do The Fly. Uh, Earth Girls are easy from 1988. Jim Carrey is also in that film. Hmm. And it's going to be kind of over-the-top silly as well. And then we fast-forward to the 90s. Uh, Jurassic Park from 1993 and then Independence Day from 1996. Those will be probably two big ones, two huge blockbuster films. And then we'll jump into The Life Aquatic from 2004, Wes Anderson film. Uh, our eighth film in the series is going to be Adam Resurrected, which uh, neither of us have seen, but he plays a Holocaust survivor. So very different, uh, yeah. you know, very interesting, very different. And then our last film will be 2018's Isle of Dogs, which is, as of recording this episode, is just coming out the day of the release of this episode. So you've got a couple of weeks to get, you know, on this. Uh, but if you want to follow along, think of this more as like a like a book club that's only about like one author, right? But instead, this is like a movie club only about one actor. Mm-hmm. So each week as we go over these, feel free to rent them or or find them whatever you want to do i'll make it really easy for people the big chill is available on amazon video i don't know how you watched it yeah amazon. Uh, do the same thing yeah yep. so amazon video i believe it's 3.99 i think most of these movies on the list are either free with prime or like 2.99 or 3.99 so it's yeah. you know a little a little more than Redbox, but a little less than like blockbuster before it went out of business <laughs> yeah Throwback, so, throw back to Blockbuster. Throw back to Blockbuster, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Be kind, rewind. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, also, Jeff Goldblum, if he would have been in a Blockbuster ad, I feel like they'd still be around. Oh, guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> guaranteed. Uh, I'd still be renting from Blockbuster. Yeah, 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 right? But uh, yeah, so next week, uh, The Big Chill, 1983. Uh, watch it. It's got Kevin Klein in it, Glenn Close, Tom Bergerot. Yeah. Right. Uh, and and Jeff Goldblum, yeah. obviously. <laughs> right. Um, Meg Tilly is in it. Who, yep. if that sounds familiar, uh, Jennifer Tilly is her sister. Uh, I did not make that connection. Yeah, I had no to look. It, I had to look it up because they look almost identical. No. At way. that younger age. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Jennifer Tilly, uh, her sister Meg Tilly is in this film. And William Hurt too. And yeah. William Hurt. Yeah. Uh, great cast. Great lineup, and we'll talk more about it in depth next week on Gold Blooming. And also, we'll come back with more uh, What Would Jeff Goldblum Do segments and kind of talk about his career up to that point for the big chill uh, and then, you know, go in depth on the film. So, sounds awesome. Yeah. I'm so, excited. the last question before we close it out if Jeff Goldblum, because I like where you're going with this, if Jeff Goldblum was going to own a gun, <laughs> what kind of gun would he own? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Uh, I don't think he'd own, like, any kind of rifle. I feel like it would definitely be a handgun. Yeah. But, like, I feel like he would own, because he has the money and he has the capabilities, I feel like he would own some, like, very famous person's, like, I feel like he would own Napoleon's gun. Dude, you're, uh, you're we're, like, right on the same, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, he would own, like, Louis the Sixteenth's like, like, golden pistol, or pistol yeah, yeah, from yeah. back in the yeah. day yeah i feel like he would just like have and like it, you know you'd have to put like the pellets in it and then like <laughs> like right. you'd, it'd be like so hipster you wouldn't <laughs> you would so never hipster. touch it so he would just have it hanging on a wall and be like yeah this is my gun yeah uh you can't i don't know how to use it no one can use it <laughs> right um right. but it, you know it's a nice piece to have in the home yeah he like i read i retrofitted it so it actually shoots diamonds <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what? Shoots diamonds? Like, See, what? I would assume that it would probably shoot like uh, 
confetti and he'd bring it out for like birthday parties right <laughs> dude that would be epic <laughs> dude, if jeff goldblum walks into your birthday party and starts shooting confetti out of an yeah. old dueling pistol yeah yeah you can just die right there and you'd be happy right absolutely yeah <laughs> uh I, I love doing the show already so <laughs> so for uh anyone who's got questions be sure to send them in you can send them in to uh, network1901 at gmail.com. You can even give us your hypothetical what would Jeff Goldblum do situations. Yeah. And you can give us your answers to the to the bank robbery situation if you want to. Absolutely. Send in your hypothetical. Send in your answers. Send in your thoughts on Jeff Goldblum. All about it. Again, network1901 at gmail.com. Or you can hit uh, both of us up at Modern Mouse Josh on Twitter and uh, at Jay Shearer on Twitter as well. That's right. So, uh... That's episode one for Gold Blooming. Um, so looking forward to this. <laughs> so, so looking forward. This is going to be an adventure. Absolutely. Uh, till next week, uh, you know, as he would say, life finds a way. And, <laughs> right. uh, and keep on Gold Blooming. <laughs> I love it. Next week, we're talking about the film The Big Chill. So if you'd like, watch the film, play along with us, and let us know what you think by using the hashtag GoldBlooming. We'll also mention your tweets, starting with episode three of the series. And also, uh, send us your hypothetical what would Jeff Goldblum do situations. We would love to use them in future episodes. And uh, until next week, thanks for listening. Keep on moving, people. And keep on gold blooming.